This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn about how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, I'm happy to have as our guest, Jay Rice. Jay is the Chief Executive Officer at Thinking Chat, an AI-powered software that helps companies capture leads more effectively by turning website visitors into quality leads. He has worked with organizations such as Intel, IBM, Walmart, Dell, as well as many Main Street small businesses. Jay has over 20 years of business development experience, and I'm excited to have him on the show to talk about sales automation. Jay, great to have you on the show. Stefan, great to be here. Thank you. Jay, when I looked at your LinkedIn profile, I saw that, um, that, that almost every position you held in the past had a lot to do with business development. Tell the listeners how you started your career in business development. Sure, yeah. Well, I don't want to take up too much time on that uh, as far as my um, early challenges, but I guess you could say that I started out very basic um, sales, old the old-fashioned way, which was back then was just cold calling and just doing things the hard way. Huh? And I pr progressed into different business development roles uh, having to do with technology. And the more I got involved with business development, the more I saw that there was a combination of business development and marketing and how you could combine the two, uh, obviously, to be more effective. So that was something that I saw early on. So I transitioned from business development to marketing and then, um, you know, used both business development and marketing automation to grow my career. But then I actually started my own business um, and Starting my own company, as you can imagine, I mean, you start essentially from scratch. And so you have to mm -hmm. drum up business. You have to have people find you online. And, you know, I was able to do that with search engine optimization and a lot of different marketing uh, techniques, but found out that I, even though I had really good website traffic, I mean, we were, our site was in the top 100,000 uh, most popular for, for a niche, which was, which was pretty good. Um, I had the issue of converting website visitors into leads found out that every business is kind of in the same boat where statistically if you send 100 visitors to the average website fewer than three out of 100 contact the business right low conversion rate so we had that issue and we also had the issue of when i had my company selling products that were military controlled uh, these were high-tech products, and we had all kinds of laws that we had to be careful of. And a good 30% of the leads to our website were from outside the U.S., so we couldn't even give them a data sheet without fear of the United States government coming down on us. So uh, we had all those issues, you know. And so um, what I did was create a software uh, that was able to engage website visitors, mm -hmm. increase the conversion rate of visitors to leads, screen out those leads that actually were not a fit right on the front end. So basically that made our whole sales cycle shorter. And then we were able to qualify and give some key information, some pre-education to the quality leads. And so that was really, you know, a game changer uh, for our business. Uh, and I actually eventually sold that company, um, interesting enough, using an automated marketing funnel to sell the company. So. 
Interesting. Yeah. So that's essentially how Thinking Chat was born. It was from my business, having a problem, solving that problem with technology, and then spinning out that intellectual property, which became Thinking Chat. Sales automation is obviously a topic that is discussed a lot when it comes to making life for a business development person easier. Mm -hmm. As time is money, as the saying goes, automating parts of the day-to-day work can really help to increase the quality of engagement or the number of people companies or individuals can reach out to. How did you come about to create an AI-powered sales software? This came about actually from necessity as well. So if you... Um, at, in my story, when I mentioned, you know, I had my own company at, the, at that point, it was selling, I was selling industrial imaging equipment. So it was very, you know, scientific and technical equipment. And a lot of the customers were military. I had the high traffic on my website, but I found out after I got the traffic that it was very difficult to convert those visitors into quality leads. So, and, and you know, I found out that my, my site was converting less than 3% of its visitors, which is actually the average um, of uh, statistically. Uh, most companies, you know, they, if you send 100 visitors to the average website, fewer than three out of 100 contact the business, which is which is pretty dismal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I found that out. Number one, number uh, the second thing I found out was that many of the leads that were coming to my website, about 30 to 40 percent, were actually interested in a military product, um, and then and then a high percentage of those were actually not located in the United States. So at that point, those military products. I could not even give a data sheet to somebody who was not in the United States mm. uh, because of Department of State regulations. Yeah. And so if you can imagine, on the back end, I had uh, I used marketing automation and Fusionsoft and all these other things, videos. But what would happen is on the front end, I had a leaky bucket, so to speak. You know, I had this website that was great. It was a lot of traffic, but I had... I wasn't capturing as, as much as I could of that traffic. When I did capture the traffic, a, a big chunk of it was the wrong kind. And then those folks would get into my, my funnel and it would clog it up. You know, they'd be in the funnel, they'd, you know, they'd be downloading a data sheet or white paper or whatever, and I'd have to get them out manually or they would, they would mess up our data, you know, mess up our numbers. So that was a problem. And then if you can imagine the good leads that came to the site having questions and we wanted to qualify them and f- find out where they were and their buyer journey, uh, which, you know, is obviously very important, is where is your buyer in their journey? Are they just going out and are they just looking for, um, you know, market information? Or are they getting ready to buy or are they narrowing down choices? Where are they? And so, you know, in, in our industrial B2B market, it could be, you know, is this project funded? Is it an R&D project? You know, and a good question is usually like an industrial project. Is this a current? So if you're, if you're, if you're a key component, you want to know, are you is the customer actually looking to replace a key component on an existing system or is this like a brand new effort? Uh, because replacing the existing component, at least you have historic data to know that they have a run rate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and usually if they have, and if they have a product that's uh, broken down, um, you know, or like a line down situation for an OEM or something that's given them some real pain, we know as sales folks that and marketers that pain is a big driver of action. Um, so, you know, all these kind of things is, you know, what you do on the sales side um, and what you can uh, account for in marketing. But in the, on the front end, it can be very difficult. So what I did is I created this um, and it was it was funny because it was like a struggle I was having with all this stuff. And I, I was sitting down with my, my mentor over lunch and I was telling him, hey, here's the great thing that I've done with marketing automation when leads come in um, using Infusionsoft and autoresponders and automated emails and automated sequences that actually get people to buy. But 
it's really difficult on the front end because of all these all these issues I just mentioned. And so we started to sketch out, well, what if we use software? What if we use an AI, um, you know, to actually to capture more website visitors, to pre-qualify the, the, you know, the good ones and the bad ones to actually kick them out of the funnel. And so that's what we did. And so 2013, we actually had a, an MVP, a, you know, prototype. And in 2014, it went live on our website. It actually immediately doubled our website conversion. Um, and the really interesting thing that was um, was great was that um, we actually were able to make our whole sales cycle shorter because we were able to kick out those leads that we couldn't even do anything, we couldn't even help. And then the ones that were left were the, you know, the ones that were a fit, right? So it was a matter of like we were sifting and sorting at the front end and in our system. Um, and so then what we did is um, the, uh, the first customer that tried our software so the software became the business that I have now, Thinking Chat. And the first customer that tried it, um, they, they had our, our, this is like, it looks and works like a live chat agent, like a human, but it's all mm-hmm. automated, right? And so it's capturing the website visitors, so it's converting more than, the, than, you know, than normal, than the less than 3% that's out there. And it's actually qualifying visitors, and if, poss- and if you wanted to, if, it, it can also actually um, kick those visitors out that aren't a fit. So, uh, for example, we would ask customers if they were interested in military product, are you from the, you know, where are you based? Or are you, are you looking at the United States? And if they said no, the agent would actually have a pre-programmed response, which is something like, I'm sorry, with military control product, we can only help U.S.-based customers. And so things like that really helped us. And so when, when that first customer put our technology in their website, it resulted in a sale for over $74,000 to Apple Computer. That's a sizable win. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I knew, I, I knew at that point. Uh, you know, I had other businesses try it, and um, I knew at that point it was work. It worked in all the industry tried it, and so we knew that we were. It was a winner, and it worked so well for us. So they ended up selling my other business, and you know, taking the intellectual property and forming it into the company uh, that I lead now called Thinking Chat. Um, but another quick funny story, Stefan, is, is that the way that I sold my other business is I used an automated funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So you applied that on your old uh, on the website for your old business, basically. I did. I did. I didn't use the agent, but what I did was, I you know, and this is gets back to sales automation. And I think the thing about sales automation to kind of give you know your audience a little bit more information here is if you look at the if you can if you can identify where your buyer journey and the different steps that that that, that buyer takes mm-hmm. um, and the common steps before they become your customer. You can then go about automating those steps, but you first have to identify, right? What are those steps? So from awareness to actual action or purchase, mm-hmm. you know, um, the way I do it or the way we used to do it is you have the top of the funnel, you have a, you know, a sales and marketing funnel. And I, I, I like to combine them because, you know, some companies shift them, but I like to combine them and have sales and marketing actions at different parts in the funnel. But if you can visualize this funnel where the top of the funnel is leads and the middle is uh, suspects and the end or bottom of the funnel are prospects and then out um, your prospects uh, become a certain percentage of your prospects turn into customers. That's pretty, pretty much how I do it. Some people reverse the suspects and prospects, but anyway, that's how I do it. That's how I label it. Um, and so what I did was I found out that of the, of the people that were interested to buy my business, prospective buyers of my company, I had been going out for over a year um, the old manual way. You can mm. imagine it was like, here I was, I had a business that was using marketing automation and the skills I developed, 
But I decided, I thought that, no, this is too precious. This is too big to sell my business. I have to go out and, um, you know, talk to every buyer. I have to go out and answer every email. I have to, and all the things that I, I stopped doing in my business. <laughs> and so I said, okay, this is silly. Why don't I just try this? It was just kind of like on a whim. And I, I broke down the steps that all the, I, the questions that all the people are asking, which is another good one too, is, you know, when you're creating a sales automation funnel, you're always going to create your FAQs and what I call your SAQs, which are your should ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when a buyer, potential customer comes to you, they have their list of frequently asked questions, but they're probably forgetting some. And I call those your should ask questions. And these, hey, these are the questions you should ask. You know, if you're going to choose a marketing agency, do they do this, this, and this? You know, they specialize in these things. So they understand these, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. anyhow, um, I, I had mapped all that out and I also included uh, videos and a link to my financials and reminders and all these kind of things. And I just put this whole thing on autopilot. I just put the funnel on autopilot and started just putting people, if they were interested, I would advertise, I was advertising on, a, on the biz, business uh, for sale websites. Um, and then if people were interested, I would actually just, I would screen them, get an NDA and I would put them through the funnel. And the first person that came through the funnel gave me an offer on my business. <laughs> so right. what you basically did is, you know, you, you kind of you anticipate the questions that your customers or potential customers uh, are going to ask uh, in order to provide them with answers. And then you're also kind of almost educating them. Is that correct? Um, yeah. With the should ask question, because, you know, have you thought about this? And then, you know, that usually kind of creates the thinking process in, in one's head. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about this. So what about that? Tell me about it. Um, right. So I guess the, the, the result of, of using a, a chatbot obviously is you have a higher engagement rate, but mm -hmm. um, you have less leads, but you have more customers at the end of the day because due to the pre-qualification you know you weed out a lot that, that you know you would waste a lot of time on talking to but mm -hmm. what comes out at the end of of, of the chat or out the funnel is basically people that are pre kind of pre-qualified likelihood of, of 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 a good fit is much much higher hence you know if you're able to convince them that you have the right solution for them um they become a customer or a client yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, essentially it. I mean, uh, and, it, you know, the beauty of the of a chatbot is you can you can actually script what the chatbot says, um, mm -hmm. which helps in many ways. Uh, if anyone has ever managed uh, sales personnel, you know, they know that um, people tend to free, freelance it um, and freestyle it. And that's not always a good thing. You know, if there's a certain way that you want your value proposition um, stated, if there's a certain way you want um, one of your benefits um, uh, spoken, you know, things like that. And so uh, with a good uh, bot, you can actually pre-educate people on those things and you can have those things um, worded the way that you want. Um, so that's like the pre-education process. Mm -hmm. The pre-qual, pre so but actually you do get more top of funnel leads with a chatbot, uh, at least with ours, because, mm -hmm. you know, what, what happens is these days people are going to websites and they actually expect to have some type of engagement on that site. Um, mm -hmm. It's almost like, you know, if you use the analogy, if you go to a new city, you've never, you know, you've never been in the city before and you're walking around at night and you're looking for a place to go to dinner, what do you typically look for? You look for activity, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you see a bunch of local people enjoying a meal, 
like, hey, this place is happening. There's activity. It, it draws you in. The chatbot is similar to that. It, it's like it's like okay, um, and whether it's a bot or a real person, some businesses, frankly, are better off using real people, particularly e-commerce businesses, um, particularly businesses where they're using an agent for support. Now we call mm-hmm. our, our bots we call them agents, uh, automated agents. But if you have you know if you have an e-commerce business or there's a business where someone needs to do something like look up an account number or things like that, those are better for a real person because even the best chatbots these days have a very finite amount of um, questions that they can answer effectively. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're still still in the early days. Uh, but on the front end, you will get more leads because you're actually converting more of your traffic into um, into leads for your business. And, and it's up to the business if they want to, you know, if they want to screen and qualify on the front end through the bot or they want to do that on the phone or they want to do that, um, you know, in an email. It really depends on how that funnel is structured. Um, you know, so every business is a little bit different. Uh, we kind of do a hybrid approach in our own business. Um, but certainly with a chatbot, one of the beautiful things is you can you can identify at the front end. You can you can uh, let people know the best way that you fit for their business. You know, so in other mm-hmm. words, so if you're a um, I don't know, like let's say you're a roofer, right? And you're just a really high quality roofer and you're working on mansions. Um, you know, you, it might be good to let people know that those kind of um, clients are the ones that you are typically servicing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, and everybody I think has a little bit of that um, uh, type of business, or maybe you're a business who does only the small ones. I mean, you, when you let people know that on the front end, you might actually reduce uh, the number of leads uh, that come through, um, mm-hmm. but you will actually have better ones. Um, you know, it's the same like it's the same thing with advertising. You know, if you put out an ad and um, you know, if I was to put out an ad for my business, I, and if I said something like, um, if you have at least a thousand visitors per month to your website, we guarantee to double your leads. Now, I can make that statement with confidence. We we can we guarantee to double leads um, if a if a site has more than a thousand visitors per month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pre so if you if you notice the subtlety there, uh, the businesses that have less than a thousand per month are probably unlikely to click on that ad. So mm-hmm. I won't have to pay Google for the click, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is good because. Ideally, I'll get the people who have more than a thousand per month who come through. Sure, sure. You again pre-qualify, and even you, from an advertising perspective, you don't pay for the ad because, as you said, people that, that don't have thousand visitors a month will say, "Well, I'm not there yet." So, right. you know, it saves you the click price at the end of the day. Exactly. So, Jay, talk about how does the Thinking Chat software uh, differs differs to that of other softwares in the market where where does where does your software excel sure um so ours ours is actually um you know again i mean looking at ours versus others that are out there so there is there are a lot of just chat type of softwares out there right so mm-hmm. there are most of the chat out there you know 52 million websites use chat according to lead ledger and most of those are humans and Chat has been proven effective to convert leads, um, uh, provide a greater than 30% increase in conversion. And that's not our numbers. It's just other statistics out there from Forrester and others who are studying this. Um, but not every business has the manpower to actually, you know, to man the chat one. Because the way, because I'm just kind of backing up a second, because the way that most businesses will do chat is they will do, if they do human chat, they either do it in-house, which means mm-hmm. that entrepreneur or someone on their staff 
actually mans a chat window, or they hire a third party um, of humans that's usually overseas. If their business is doing it in-house, the problem with that is it's very distracting for the business. Unless they have dedicated resources to do it, it's just a, a, it's just a nuisance all day. And they will miss nights, weekends, and holidays where 25% of the more 25% or more of their leads will come in. If they outsource the chat, it can be very expensive and it's very inconsistent as well. So go back going back to the consistency. And it takes a lot of time to manage it because you get to onboard those people. And you also spend a lot of time, um, I know a lot of businesses spend time because uh, they have to actually look at every chat and this one's qualified, this one's not. And it's just, you know, it's just a big hassle. And then you've got the bots. And so um, ours is, of course, in the bot category, but ours is a little bit different. And the, the way ours is different was, first of all, um, uh, like other bots, it is 100%. And I just need to make this clear. I don't know the sophistication level of your audience, but sometimes I say chat and people think, oh, there's a human. I have to do the chatting. No, you don't have to do the chatting. With a bot, you do not have to do the chatting, at least not with ours. Ours is what they call fully autonomous. Okay. Um, the advantage of ours versus others is, is many fold. And one is that it's just really, really simple for a non-technical small business person to set up. Mm-hmm. So, right. So if you're a dentist, if you're a chiropractor, if you're a lawyer, you can, we, we've already figured everything out. We, we've got, you know, customers across 36 different industries and in, in three different um, uh, countries. And so we've figured out, we've got all the stuff templated. We have the right responses. Uh, and or we can actually help you do a completely custom one from from scratch. But you don't really have to do anything. It's like a, it's very very easy. And most businesses don't have time, and they're non-technical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also good for if you're a, let's say you're a marketing agency and you wanted to actually have clients and you wanted to help onboard those clients and you didn't want to do any coding or whatever, you can just use our stuff, our best practices. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what ours is not for, right? right now currently is it's not a Facebook messenger bot. There's a lot of Facebook messenger bots okay. uh, for various reasons. That's not ours. Ours is sitting on a website. So the sites need to have traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's really for um, a business that actually has, a, we say a thousand or more, but it's really it, like the barometer is usually like at least 500 visitors a month. And they're in an industry which has an, um, a fairly high average customer value. So $250 and up is a good, um, is a good level. And mm-hmm. so in other words, their customer, like a chiropractor, obviously, you know, could be 10 times that dentist. Sure. Same thing. Um, and these are the businesses that are getting leads online and following up offline. All right. And so that's usually what our, our um, software matches up well with. What companies would be a, a great fit for, for the software? Is there other specific industries or, um, Or is it, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have, you really will benefit as long as you have at least 1,000 people that come to your site? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, um, so right now uh, we've got, uh, let's see if I have, let me just, I can, I, it might be helpful if I just read off some of these industries. So right now there's there's 36 different industries we're in. Uh, okay. That we're operating, three dozen. And so these businesses, you know, again, they're typically, they have high traffic sites. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in, you know, I'll just name a few, like like the home services, like doors and windows, uh, roofers, locksmiths, um, you know, pavers. Uh, we're in uh, holistic medicine. We're actually pretty heavy in B2B. So things like um, uh, even like modular homes, we just got spa services, um, even could be software, um, marketing services. Uh, we're on restaurants and hotels, bed and breakfast. Uh, some of the smaller, like more um, 
like B&B type hotels, mm -hmm. uh, legal and medical services, medical devices, so industrial equipment, those kind of things. So these are usually high value and they're usually, um, you know, they're usually those customers that actually have uh, majority visitors to their site are first time visitors. So, mm -hmm. you know, again, like our, our technology is not support uh, technology. So there's other bots out there that are all, all about support. Like, um, or they might just, you know, it might be for like an e-commerce and they, and they need like a, it's almost like a version of a knowledge base. That's not what ours is for. Mm -hmm. uh, so just to kind of give you an idea. Um, but I mean, I guess the other thing is a lot of our business comes through partners okay. um, and especially large partners. So we were chosen about a year ago uh, actually by a $3 billion media firm, a global media firm, and they chose our solution as their lead capture solution of choice. Um, so what we do, and this is also uniqueness about our platform, the way our platform works is that we actually have a platform that's very easily scalable for these large partners. Uh, so they actually, so we create versions for them and they can actually roll them out really, really fast in a turnkey way. Uh, it's, there's more detail that I can get into right now, but just to kind of give you an overview of that. Um, and then we're looking at um, just reaching out to other partners, you know, marketing agencies that are serving uh, these different niches that I mentioned that, um, you know, would like just even just referral business and we can work with them and get get their customers up and running. They just refer them to us. So, yeah, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. We earlier briefly touched what to think about when designing the questions for the chatbot. How how should that be structured? Where you know, if if, if someone says, you know what, this sounds great, I I need to get myself this thinking chat software. Mm -hmm. How would they start structuring the conversation? Because depending on answers to questions, might go one way or another the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, what is your recommendation for people? that haven't had anything to, you know, haven't used this before mm -hmm. to get started and not get frustrated. Because, you know, I think quite often we we, we use a new software, but mm -hmm. we lack a little bit the, 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 the knowledge in regards right. to how to properly use it, how to, how to properly set it up. And then the questions come out like, is it really worth my time sitting here now for two, three hours to later on find out what I did was not ideal and I have to redo it? So, right, right. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So we get that a lot. So here's how we've discovered. So we've gone through all these different iterations and, and whatnot to onboard people and help them out through this stuff. Um, so what we have is is our the way that we do it is we have different levels, mm -hmm. and we call our levels agents. So we have everything from a basic small business agent up to what we call an automated smart agent. These are just and we have little, some levels in between. Um, so it's up to, you know, it's, it's from less than a hundred dollars per month to, to up to a thousand per month. And with our starting level, our small business agent, um, it's not even currently on our website, even though we have hundreds of customers using it, um, because we usually offer it as a special or through partners, but our small business agent, a business person does not need to do any setup. It literally takes 10 minutes. All they have to do, and this is again, one of our uh, strengths is that, so like our customer for these is not the same customer who would want to spend several hours because they're a nerd. Ours are, ours are like anti-nerd. Ours are like technical, technical phobic type of people. Um, so, <laughs> right. Um, so there are a lot of people who come to us and say, Hey, I want to program it. I want to do that. And it's like, okay, slow down. You know, if you want to create all these kind of things and plugins and APIs and stuff, you know, there's other open source stuff. Go, go nuts. You know, um, ours, <laughs> ours is not really that. Um, so, the, the small business level that we have, 
All you have to do, picture this, you're a dentist, you go to the site, you sign up, and you enter in things that are specific to your business, hours of operation, you know, um, your, your contact information, your address, whether you take insurance, da, da, da. Ten minutes, it's, uh, it's a web screen. If you can go to a website, you can do it. Um, and then, and we have our defaults to responses. So if you think about it like this, um, you just put your hours of operation, right? And then that creates the agent's response when someone says, uh, when do you open? When do you close? Are you open mm-hmm. on Saturday? It's all there. We've already figured out all the inputs, right? All the phrases and all mm-hmm. the stuff, the natural language processing. We figured that out. All you've got to do is just put your hours of operation unique to your business and the agent is built. And so that's our small business level. And so what we always recommend if somebody is new and they just want to see how it works and they have the traffic is to just start with our small business agent because it's up and running really fast. All you do, like you put that on your site, you see how it works. Now, on the flip side, some some of the customers who have used that, who want more customization, mm-hmm. um, they will quickly want to actually upgrade to the to, to another level, which allows more Q and A type um, and and something more specific for that given business. Mm-hmm. And for that, we have training videos um, online, and we can we we're, we're actually I mean we're still a small company, Stefan, so we'll jump on the phone, we'll do a screen share. Our goal is to help businesses. I mean. You know, we're all about helping entrepreneurs. You know, we're talking small to medium businesses, you know, under 15 million, usually under 10 or under 5 million in sales type of business. Our sweet spot is between 500K and 5 million. We just want to help those businesses. We think they're the backbone of the economy. They are the backbone of the economy. And we just want to help them use the power of marketing automation. And so this is what we do, you know. And uh, um, anyhow, so th- th- that's how we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're starting out, if you use another platform, which is fine. I mean, uh, for me, it's not a zero sum game. If you use somebody else, I think, you know, you'll, uh, you know, there's good solutions out there other than ours. It might be a better fit for another business. Yeah. And what, what we say is that, you know, you, you, if, if you do want to start and do those questions and you really want to play around with stuff, make it concise. That's one of the biggest things when you're setting up a chatbot is a, a lot of, a lot of businesses have a tendency to just copy verbatim what's on their website and people get reader fatigue because it's just, it's just too character rich. You know, you got to just got to make it benefit uh, short, concise, and all driven driven by benefits um, and letting people know that you're a business that can help them and prompting them to next action. That's the biggest thing. How often would you recommend that someone looks over the scripts and everything else to optimize the setup? Good. Yeah. Um, yeah I wish more customers asked that question. That's one of why I should ask questions for customers. Um, and, uh, and, and so here's the thing. So The most critical period when you're setting up a chatbot, um, we found this with ours, is the first month, particularly the Mm -hmm. first two weeks. And you need to, you as a business who's setting it up, you need to actually be cognizant of what the agent says and you need to make sure that you're comfortable with that. And and the reason is that, and, and like with ours, like, I don't know about, you know, I can't speak to everybody else's tech or whatever, but I know with ours, you can easily go into your dashboard and just update the scripts just like you're doing a Word doc and then mm-hmm. save it. Um, and so what we find is that, and again, remember, we have different levels. So um, regardless of the level, it's really important to, to monitor in the early phases. And what we do is every time you get a, a chat, we send you an email with that transcript of the chat, mm-hmm. um, which you can also see in your dashboard. But we just remind you, we alert you right away. It goes out immediately. Um, and, and you can go right in there and you can edit that transcript and you can then um, put in, uh, if it's if it's the basic agent, the basic agent we have is really not for answering questions. It's kind of, it sounds kind of weird, but it's really to get questions from the visitor. And the way that we do it is proven and it's, um, 
you know, it's a basically a way that lets people feel comfortable just leaving their information and their contact details. But for the most, but for the more advanced agents, you can actually create and add questions right there. Um, and you want to do that, uh, particularly in, in the first month. I mean, we, we find that that is the key period. And it's also really important if anybody sets up a bot, and we say this to all of our customers too, is, is you have to think of it as if you're bringing on a new member of the team. You really have to think about, like, if you hired a new person, particularly, you know, like we always say, like, consider it like an intern. You know, you're hiring this intern or, you know, assistant, and maybe they're fresh out of college, and they just, you know, they're, they're bright, but they need, they're not, you know, they don't know everything yet, and they're going to make mistakes. You have mm -hmm. to realize they're going to say things wrong, um, and you have to actually coach them so that they get it right. And that's the same thing with what we have because, um, you know, it, I mean, let's face it. This is the early days of bots, and they're not perfect, but humans mm -hmm. aren't perfect either. Mm -hmm. um, but we have had some customers who, you know, it's a small percentage, but a certain percentage of customers are like, oh, my God, uh, the, the agent can't say that. They, they, you know, they can't say that. Well, then I remember this one customer, that he, that, that's what he was saying. And we had taken all the responses from uh, that populated the agent from his website. He just never bothered to read his website. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, it's just one of those things where you have to have an active involvement in it. And if you don't like what the agent is saying, you have to change it. Um, if there's something on your site that you want the agent to, to be able to communicate, you have to let you have to either add it or, you know, in, in the case of like a done for you service, let that service or let us know. Um, cause the agents not automatically, cause that's the other thing too. People kind of get people, people have the, the wrong idea. Sometimes they think of this as a good a point of difference is that in our AI, there is artificial general intelligence and artificial narrow intelligence and general yeah. intelligence is like a Siri or Alexa. That's like, Hey, what's the weather on Mars? Hey, Alexa, you know, what time is it? <laughs> what's, what's the weather in LA, you know, et cetera. And you expect an answer. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not what a chatbot is for. That's going to capture leads on a website. And a lot of folks, when they come to our site, um, for the first time ever, who don't know the difference, they'll start trying to talk to our agent like it's Alexa and it's not. And, and then they might actually say, no, you know, I don't think that's going to work because I'm a chiropractor and, you know, I just asked for a turkey sandwich and, uh, you know, uh, it gave me an answer of, uh, I have to, you know, send my message to a colleague. Well, you know, and it's like, well, well excuse me, doctor, but, uh, you know, uh, are people asking you for turkey sandwiches when they, when they come to your chiropractor? Well, no. Okay, then. And then you got to kind of educate them, right? So yeah. um, that's what we see. And, uh, you know, it's still very narrow. Um, you know, and, and the way that a lot of the bots pick up, um, you know, and natural language processing is, a, you know, area of artificial intelligence and, and the way that the bots pick up these phrases and, and sometimes called intense intense of the visitor um you know it's still at at a level where um it's still relatively early phases in the in terms of commercialization i mean the nlp has been around for you know 20 years or whatever to to take uh, you know news feeds and weather patterns and spam blockers and all that stuff um we've been using nlp and machine learning for for years but to actually have it on a site is like an agent is still relatively new. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to bear with it and, and not be and, you, and like our best customers are not so freaked out. If the agent isn't perfect, they're just like, wow, I have a lead. I'm psyched. I'm going to contact that lead. And, and now I have more leads than I did before. Makes a lot of sense. It's an evolving technology at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Jay, it's been great talking about this. Uh, I've just realized that, you know, we kind of wanted to talk about in general automation software or sales automation. We kind of spent the entire time on, on chatbots, which is, which is great because I think there's a lot in here. Um, 
but it also feels like we might have to schedule another call to talk about sales automation. Sure. But Absolutely. listen, if if people say, hey, you know what? what? What Jay talked about in regards to thinking chat sounds interesting. I want to check out their software. Mm-hmm. Where can they find out more about thinking chat? Yeah, so um, you know, I encourage you to go to go to thinkingchat.com, and uh, you know, and you can see everything there. You can see our agent how it works there. Um, you know, we have um, you know, we have our pricing there as well, but we, we also have a, a special that we've been running with our our SB agent, which is our starting agent, uh, which is thinkingchat.com forward slash silver, and and that's basically like an annual plan uh, discount uh, for our for our small business agent. So that's you know that's a really um, really pretty aggressive and just gets people started. And we offer a no, and what I call a no BS. I get this from GKIC, a no BS guarantee. So um, essentially, we give people, uh, you know, we give people 30 days, and they either love it or you know we're not going to charge them for it. And um, you know, people can also reach out to me, Stephen. I mean, like I said, I'm out there helping other businesses. I'm I'm the first to tell people that if it's not a fit, then hey, we can't help you. But if it is, I encourage them to check us out. So um, you know, you can. Contact me. It's uh, just J-R-I-C-E at thinkingchat.com. And, um, you know, you and I will connect, of course, uh, after the call as well, because I like what you guys are doing. Great. Well, listen, we'll, we'll, put, the, uh, we'll put the contact information in the description. Um, and, um, yeah, then hopefully, you know, people, people reach out and want to find out more about Thinking Chat. Great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at Symphonic Symphonic HQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.